Somebody once told me the world is gonna roll me. I ain't the sharpest tool in the shed. She was looking kind of dumb with her finger and her thumb in the shape of an L on her forehead. Well, the years start coming and they don't stop coming. Fed to the rules and I hit the ground running. Didn't make sense not to live for what is up bros anybody care to lax welcome back to the crease dive today is friday july 19th and all-star weekend and the pll is here uh so the boys they will be heading out to la july 21st 5 p.m pacific time all-star game on nbcsn so for everyone out here on the east that is an 8 p.m start and uh, then uh, 7.30 Pacific, the skills challenge, uh, the skills competition. That'll be on NBC Sports Gold. So big weekend in the PLL. Uh, you know, the the best players are out to do what they do best. So how are you feeling this week, Jake? Feeling pretty good. Uh, you know, the skills challenge is the equivalent of like, I guess, you know, the NBA dunk competition. So um, I like what they did, you know, uh, freestyle competition, accuracy, fastest player is, uh, is an interesting one. Um, I, I'm, I'm excited to see that one. Um, I, I have a pick for that, but, uh, I, I'm, I'm going to sleep on it. Um, yeah, I think, I think that the skills competition is probably like the best. I would say that that's like the main draw for the weekend. Like, let's be honest, sure. the all-star game. It's going to be whatever, you know, it's like, dude, like these guys, they're it, like, they're just out there for fun at this point. Like, I, I don't know if there's any like money on the line or anything like that, but it's like, like, it, it's just at this point, it's just like a, a, a men's league game, which actually, you know what, we'll get into this a little bit later. There are some ways to like fix and, and save the, all. I mean, it's only the first all-star game ever. So like, I don't know if we need to fix, but like, there's a way to make it so that it's interesting. Um, I feel like it's going to. Every all-star game in every league sucks. If, if we're being honest, like NBA all-star game, terrible MLB all-star game. I don't know why they even have one. Uh, the pro bowl. I feel like people haven't watched the pro bowl in like 10 years. So, <clears throat> you know, the game itself, whatever the skills challenge, I am very interested in, um, you know, so let's, you know, we got fastest shot, uh, Jared Newman, Connor Bukesick, Blaze Reardon, Jake Fercaro, Miles Jones, Michael Earhart. I mean, that's six guys right there where I feel like they'll probably end up shooting like a combined 700 miles an hour. Um, yeah, the freestyle should be, uh, I mean, we've got a lot of swag hounds doing the freestyle contest. Uh, I feel like those guys are going to be, you know, we. you mentioned it, uh, you know, in the interview that's coming up a little bit later, but, you know, maybe – you know, we might not see anything Mikey Pal esque, uh, but I think that we're going to see the boys sauce it up quite a bit in the freestyle. Mm -hmm. The goalie competition, I I don't even know what this one is. Is this? Like, I mean, did they I, explain I'm, these at all, or is the or, no. or is it just going to be on the fly? I'm I'm hoping personally that the goalie competition is some <laughs> sort of like hand to hand combat, um, you know, or or maybe like a sword fight, uh, something like that, just to like prove who's the the best goalie or maybe like or maybe like they get one of those you know modified tennis ball machines 
and they're just winging balls at the goalie and like whoever stops the most is like, yeah, like blind the ultimate yeah something like that something something insane you know maybe they could just put like all three goals so it's kyle burnlord tim troutner blaze reardon maybe they can just like put all three goalies just like put them in a locker room and then see who can be the weirdest and then that would be or they like break a shaft and like toss the pieces down and just let them fight it out you know whoever comes out alive um i actually spoke to uh um i saw that Ryder was in you know the freestyle competition. I spoke to him a little bit on Instagram this week. Ryder was like, I asked him if you, if we were going to see something crazy, like a Mike, you know, the Mikey Powell flip. He said, no, he is a land animal and he, he will not, he will not be doing any flips. So you won't see any flips out of Ryder. Just, just want to confirm that from everybody, but I am excited to see what, what he, uh, what he can throw together for the freestyle competition. A lot of people forget that low man always wins. Like regardless of what it is in life, the low man always wins. So, uh, I mean, Mikey Powell going airborne for the front flip. I mean, it was like pretty cool and everything, but um, in terms of just being effective in life, maybe not so much. Uh, yeah, fastest player that that should be pretty interesting. Um, I hope. I mean, they better just have them. I think they're gonna run like forties, probably like fat. Like- <sighs> If it's like 40s though, like that's maybe maybe a little uh so like what would they do with the combine, right? They do like a 40 and then like a shuffle, like a shuttle, yeah, like a, a shuttle type deal. Maybe just have them do a mud runner. Yeah, something like that. Well, you know, if they if they weren't cowards, maybe they'd have them run like a triathlon or something. So, you know, just and, saying. Yeah, and then accuracy shooting, like that, that's the one like for me that that I'm like just seeing these guys just stick like because that's the thing is you know you 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 know some of we play lacrosse for so long and and you start to feel a little bit comfortable and you're like yeah like i'm you know i'm pretty good and then you see some of these guys when they're just you know like i'll just be watching like the ecd instagram page and they'll have like they'll have like ryan brown in there just like testing out a, a a head or something like that or deemer in there and just in the warehouse there and it's just corner 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 you're like how many fucking takes did these guys have like there's no and then like you go out you shoot in the backyard and it's like sky mail sky mail sky mail almost corner that one counts um you know middle of the net ah that one came out a little bit weird that was a bad ball uh almost corner again so like just seeing these guys being able to just stick them on the regular like that's how you it's like oh shit like this is just a completely different level of lacrosse player than you know than we're used to seeing so that like that's the one where it's like oh fuck like these guys no shit they're the best lacrosse players in the world you know who really makes me feel bad about that is uh whenever i see matt gibson on instagram that dude just makes me feel awful about my stick skills yeah he'll like, put like I'm, four, I'm pretty he'll solid, put like four balls like, in a stick and hit like all four corners <laughs> with one shot but like that's the like, like the all right so like the fastest shot like you can be bad at lacrosse and still have you can't be bad at lacrosse, but like you could be like not that great and still have a like a great example shot. Great example. That guy from Ohio State. Oh who, yeah, Nick. Who, yeah, yeah. He's and, and like yeah, he's like he's, a division one. Yeah, yeah, he's a division one player. Not a not a bad not a bad player at all. Just a a big dude who played division one. Like. And he, you know, ripped a what was it, 117 mile an hour shot, like in the it just stupid. Yeah. You know, you you don't have to be that. You don't have to be like you know 500 points in the MLL to have the fastest shot. You know, like you, you can be, you know, just a just a guy, just a dude. 
Yeah, and then like the like the freestyle competition again, like you 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 don't have to be like great at like like having those stick skills is basically like like I feel like I you know just go out there and and like fuck around your like that's really if you're a guy who's on the sideline most of the time and you're just like fucking around the sideline with your six stick skills, like you'd probably do pretty well in the freestyle contest. Like there are some guys out there that probably they're they're too busy just scoring goals to worry about doing stick tricks. So like again, like you you don't necessarily have to be like the greatest lacrosse player in the world to do the freestyle, um, you know, fastest player. Like you don't have to be great at lacrosse for that, but like the accuracy shooting, like that right there to me is like, all right, like, like that is, unless you are an elite lacrosse player like that, you, you can't, you can't thrive in, in that competition. So like, that's the one right there where it's like, all right, like the, this is, this is like the pinnacle of what the skills competition for at least lacrosse would be. No, I totally agree. Um, but it's going to be extremely interesting. You know, you're right with the all-star game. Like it's going to be, you know, I, I, I don't know how many all-star games you've played in, but personally the all-star games I've played in have been kind of just all the boys kind of dicking around doing whatever. Now, you know, we might see some, you know, impressive displays of, you know, maybe a, a couple uh, insane, you know, over the head checks or some, you know, some rusty gates or things like that. We might we might see that. I think that, you know, that that is what an all star game kind of demands is like uh, something for the something for the fans, a little something, something for the fans. So maybe we see some uh, uh, some 18, 19 yard shots or, uh, you know, some, you know. Kind of Dylan Malloy esque, uh, you know, between the legs, goose in the ball, something. I don't, I, I don't really know, but you know, that's that's what I expect. Um, uh, you know, I, I don't want, don't, don't want any of the boys getting hurt. Uh, you know, you hate to see that, but you know, hopefully, it's a it's a decent game. Yeah, I mean, if, if there's if there's like anything that I like, I, I one I need to see Blaze take it coast to coast, score a goal. I feel like that's yes. that's going to be on the bucket list. Um, I don't know. I feel like we'll end up seeing like some shit where it's like, you know, like all four poles go up and play offense. And then, you know, we have like the attack, like all stay back on the, so like just like quirky shit like that. Um, I don't know. Like it's going to be fun for the fans that are there. I I feel like now I, again, I know, I know you're not a hockey guy, but like the NHL did a pretty good job of, of just changing it. And they just went to like a three on three tournament style, like, I feel like, I don't know, if you're going to do an all-star game, it's just got to be something that's, like, completely different than an actual game. Just because, like, if it's not, it's like, uh, well, we're just, like, watching a game where, like, the guys are, like, they're, like, trying, but they're not they're not going, like, full send because, like, no one wants to get hurt at an all-star game. It's like these guys all have, what, uh, you know, four more regular season games and then the playoffs on the line. So, like, you know, no one's gonna be fucking tommy tryhard out there um you know so like you got to do like something that's maybe a little different i wish i wish that they could do something where it's like like if this is gonna end up being like a men's league game like i wish that they could just have the guys just like gas and beers on the sideline and shit like that and yeah like really treat it like an all-star game like maybe have like like half of the team show up for the opening face-off and then like one by one, like as the game goes on, just like having more and more people show up. It's like, oh, I got, you know, caught up at work. You know, I'm only going to be there for the third quarter, you know? So like all these guys just like, you know, so by the end of it, you got a full squad, but like at the very beginning, you're like, oh shit, like do we even have enough guys to go out there? Or are we just going to have to play like man down for the first half? 
Yeah, that would be a true men's league game. Um, you know, you, you got to have somebody who like left his cleats in the car. So like he gets to the field, he's like, oh, fuck, he's got to run back and get, you know, get his cleats. You got to have you just uh, do the thing where like where it's like you run, yeah. you run off the field, like you take someone <laughs> else's cleats and then you like, yeah. Run or like somebody forgot their bucket like you know oh fuck i left it at this girl's house i stayed at last night or something stupid so like you got to trade helmets when you get off the field something like that you know uh something insane oh make uh, that sure be- make sure that there's only like one maybe like a maximum of two balls at the field so if you right. end up just like skying right. one in, into the woods it's like ah well we don't really have anything else to play with right now and then like uh you know the two refs are there that are there they need to be like 65 to 70 years old and they need to be extremely immobile like these guys cannot get up and down the field and then like they need to ignore everything that a player says like they just need to be have this like stone wall up so the players just be yelling at them nothing happens i think that if we're if we're really gonna if we're really gonna go there like that's what the what the game needs to be like i god damn it i i i want that now <laughs> i want that so bad uh, we, just, we have a we have a couple refs for our um you know this Atlanta men's league that we have and we've ne- they've been in Atlanta a long time and you can absolutely one of them actually was a was was the was a ref um his name's Peter he was a Peter Flurry he was a he was a ref for the PLO when they were down here but if you give them any sort of like lip in a men's league game they will stare at you and absolutely laugh their ass off because they just don't give a fuck what you have to say and that's really what a men's league game is about is just being being real mad about nothing and making sure that you know if you brought your girlfriend to sit there in the 75 to 95 degree heat that she's enjoying watching you be old and washed up so that's you know that's that's a solid men's league game yeah our we would always have one ref who like also would like he would like run the league and then he would also ref our team was never exactly like quick to get our payments in on time. So we, we would end up like, so, you know, the dude's ref in the game and we owe him some money. So we'd end up getting fucked on that. Um, so like, maybe that's the thing. Like maybe, you know, maybe just have like, we need the guys to go into debt before, yeah. before this all-star game. Yeah. Or like, you know, maybe just like have like, you know, have like Paul out there. I know that he's playing, but maybe have him out there like refing or some shit like that. Um, you know, actually, you know, maybe we could have like Mike Rabel out there reffing. It's like, you know, just, just, I don't know, spice it up a little bit. Um, again, it's going to be fun. Like, it, and especially for like the fans, I, I feel like the, you know, the PLL, they do a good job of like getting shit, you know, um, for like the in-game experience. So like, that'll be cool. It'll be cool for the guys to be in LA. Like, I feel like we'll end up getting a lot of uh, real swaggy looks of, of the boys coming off of the bus. So It'll be like an exciting weekend, but at the end of the day, like I think the boys are just going to be there to have some fun uh, because they still have four more regular season games to stay healthy for. Um, trying to think. Have, like, we, have we had any whispers um, from your inside source about the cleats that Ryan Jenner might be rocking for the All Star game? Uh, I have not seen anything in the DMs just yet. Um, I'll tell you what. Have we seen? So you know, we're, we're recording this. It's. Uh, you know, it's Tuesday morning, so it's still a little earlier in the week. Have we seen the uh, the jerseys yet? No. I would, I would imagine that by the time that this episode comes out, so while you guys are listening to it on Friday the 19th, the jerseys are probably out by now, and like we sound like fucking idiots right now talking about the jerseys not being out. But keep in mind, we're like 
you're listening to us from the past. Um, so as of right now, we, we still haven't seen. That'll be interesting. I, I hope. I'm trying to think about how, how I would if, if I had to design them. I mean, I would probably I would, uh, let's I would probably go sleeveless, but like not not like the Nike sleeveless. Like I, I'd go like no, nah, dude. If we're going with the men's league theme here, this is you. So so okay. So here's here's what I'm imagining here. Um, I'm just thinking a men's league penny, right? Just a classic men's league penny. So you see the if you go to the PLL's Instagram and you see that they're they, you know their color scheme behind like the when they dropped all the all-star skills competition thing, you know, that kind of like gradient from like, uh, like neon yellow to orange to kind of a pinkish like all the way like, to green. Like, like the wall. Yeah. If you walk, if you go into like a pack sun and it's like, that. exactly, exactly. And that's what I'm thinking. Like a gradient all-star Jersey like that with, uh, you know, maybe the PLL logo right dead in the middle and then no numbers. Because nobody cares. It's a men's league game, right? Yeah. So like, no, it's a, no numbers. That's what I'm thinking, and that's that's what I, that's what I'm looking for. What if what if they went uh, with a with a one piece uniform? Oh wow! So like a like like a romper, like a gradient romper. Wow, that would be. Oh, if, if this was like two summers ago, that would have really that would have really been on brand. I think for for trends, you know, they, they could go with. Uh, they could go with jorts, maybe like jorts, and then like a like a Hawaiian pattern for for L. No, what would be really L. A. Maybe like like oh, super skinny stuff. Yeah, like, well, like I, but they couldn't be just like any jorts. Like they like they need to be cut off jeans. Like I I need that like frayed action. Um, you know, so like cut them like you know halfway down the thigh, have those frays a little bit. Like I don't, I don't want like a pair of like right clean crisp like cuffs on 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 the jean shorts they like they, to, what they would you say be, they what need they, to be what cut do they call off. it distressed they need to be distressed that's a, that's what it is yeah i i think that that would be a good look i i think um you know i i think a guy like yeah all right so there we go the listen we're gonna forward this audio to the pll so they'll get this ahead of time they'll be able to hear our ideas and um you know so maybe they'll you know, so if, if you're looking at a pair of jorts on the field on Sunday at 5 p.m. Pacific time, you can thank us for that one. And you know that the PLL is listening. Like we 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 absolutely, you know, we're in their ear. They retweet us every week. So yeah, just saying. All right. Well, so do we do we have any? I, like I don't even I don't want to do predictions, but like I guess I guess like we have to kind of or in the media. We could do a- we could do a uh, a scoring prediction. Oh yeah, give me a. Uh... All right, well, Chrome put up nineteen in week six. So like, if that's like a regular season game, if you're putting up nineteen in a regular season game, I have to imagine that both teams here are dropping at least a twenty piece. That's what I'm saying. I'm, I'm gonna, I would take the over. I'd say I'd say we're gonna see a forty point game. Yeah. And if we don't, they're all cowards. Right. Um, yeah, so probably should have mentioned this a little bit earlier in the episode. Uh, coming up, we have interviews with Ryan Drenner, Chef Boyardee from the Whip Snakes. And then we've also got Kyle Hartzell from the Atlas uh, to you know preview us for the All-Star Game weekend. A couple of great interviews with those guys. 
Um, you know, just uh, a little bit of housekeeping before we move on to those interviews. I uh, do have to mention, so we didn't get around to uh, having a, an episode for the bye week, uh, but the previous uh, greaser of the week brought to you by Pearl Lacrosse, the only ball uh, that is worthy for greasers, but will never ever grease, not even one time. I swear to God, like you can, what you can do right now, all right, you can go out into your backyard, you can dig a nice little hole, you can put a Pearl Lacrosse ball in there, you can fill that hole back up, right? Treat that as a, uh, what do they call those, a time fault, right? So in like 30 years from now, have like one of your kids go back out there into the backyard, dig up that ball. Like it'll be 30 years of, of wear and tear, just being dug in a hole. You can go back out there. You can dig it back out. That Pearl lacrosse ball will still be the grip will be mint. Like you can still stick every single corner. Like you're Ryan Brown with the Pearl lacrosse ball 30 years later in the time vault. Um, but so the greaser of the week, that one went to Matt McMahon. Uh, had a, had a couple big saves stepping in there while Drew Adams was a little bit out of position. So, anytime I, I love these poles who just don't give a fuck about their body. And you know, we we saw it with Mark Lassini uh, and then Matt McMahon. Just you know, like these guys aren't wearing any sort of pads. Like I, I bet that a lot of these guys aren't wearing cups. And Matt McMahon just diving across the net, making two big saves. So that was the greaser of the week for the bye week. Um, Trying to think if there's anything else that happened uh, during the bye week until now that that we missed. Um, it's been it's been pretty uh, it's been pretty quiet on you know we haven't seen any uh, a lot of a lot of trades or anything like that. I think that the trade deadline might be like All Star Game weekend, so like maybe we might see a couple of moves. Um, maybe maybe towards the end of the week. I think maybe. most most of the lacrosse news was dominated by um, NLL the, the you know NLL trades, um, the expansion draft, uh, that that sort of thing. I, I didn't really see a whole, a whole lot from the PLL front. Yeah, and then um, haven't really seen a lot. I, I feel like most guys at this point uh, who were transferring in the college game, I feel like most of those decisions have been made. Did we talk about Chase Scanlon going to Syracuse yet? I don't think we have. Yeah, so uh, obviously at this point it's like old news, but you know we haven't had a, an episode in a little while. Uh, but Chase Scanlon heading to Syracuse, he'll be rocking double deuces. Um, so, I mean – it's it's been a while since uh since Syracuse has had someone of like that caliber being able to you know throw on that number and and do some real damage in that. So obviously a little bit of pressure there. Like that's like a big um you know, I feel like the pressure would already be on like just transferring, like being, you know, one of the best freshmen in the country and then transferring like right away. So it's like like the pressure's there already, um, then thrown on 22. But I, I feel like, I mean, this kid is an absolute weapon. He'll probably do the number justice. I mean, it's a it's a huge honor to be able to wear that number, you know, kind of uh, that's, you know, lacrosse history right there. And you're being, you know, being able to being offered that by, you know, Desco and the and the Orange is uh, it's it's that's certainly an honor. Can I say and something, it, though, real quick? I yeah. So. I'm, 
I don't, I'm a little bit concerned about Syracuse as a program right now with like how they were kind of whoring themselves out to some of these guys in the transfer portal this summer. Like, cause like the, the reports came out when Chris Gray went into the transfer portal, the report was out that Syracuse had offered the 22 to Chris Gray. Well, I think he would have been worthy to wear it though. No, no, no. Like I agree that he would have been worthy, but like, like Syracuse just going like, Hey, Chris Gray, do you want to come play for us? We'll give you 22. And it's like, well, Chris Gray ends up going to North Carolina. It's like, Chase Scanlon, do you want to come play for us? We'll give you number 22. Uh, it's so, like, you're, so you're saying like, does it diminish the value of the 22? Does it I diminish see, see, the value of the 22 if you're offering it to the to guys who are trans? And then also it's like, come on guys. Like you guys are like, like you guys are Syracuse. Like you shouldn't have to like go after transfers. It should be like, you guys get the best. I don't yeah. know. It, it was just a little bit weird to see the 22 being thrown out there on multiple occasions this summer, like trying to like lure transfers yeah, I understand. in. So I don't know, a little bit weird, but Chase Scanlon will pop up. And like, uh, you know, two, you know, two of the best goal scorers, point scorers in the Patriot league now both going to the ACC. Um, so I feel like, you know, the past few years, like we've been saying, like, you know, ACC has, ACC has like always been like the pinnacle of college across, but like over the last few years, like the big 10 has been creeping in. And then over the last few years, like the Patriot league has also been getting pretty equal there. Um, Patriot league now little, little rough, um, you know, with both of those guys going to the ACC. So the whole complexion of college across little, you know, a little shake up for, for next season. And I think, uh, you know, I think that that's, that's always a good thing. Like anytime that there's any sort of off season movement like that, I, I think it just adds drama to the sport, um, gets people a little bit interested. And, and I think that's all, that's all good shit. Yeah, I agree. Uh, yeah. So with that, I'm pretty sure that that's all that has happened. So, uh, yeah, let's kick it over to our interviews. We'll start off with Ryan Drenner from the whip snakes. And then after that, we'll kick it over to Kyle Hartzell. All right. And joining us right now from the whip snakes and you can catch him playing on team Baptiste this weekend at the PLL all-star game. We've got Ryan Drenner on the line, Ryan. Thanks for uh, fitting us into our schedule and, and how you doing? Yeah, absolutely. I'm doing well. I hope you guys are the same. Really excited to be here. Uh, you guys have been cracking me up for a while now, so it's good to, good to connect. Yeah. Well, uh, listen, man, you know, from both of us, you know, my, myself and Jake, we, uh, we do want to thank you. You've been giving us a lot, a ton of content to work with so far this season. So much. Uh, you've been, uh, I mean, lighten up the back of the net, not a big deal. Um, also the, the style so far this season has been on point, you know, looking real great in the footwear department. So, you know, from the crease dive to you, um, just want to say thanks for, for everything so far this season. Awesome. Yeah, it's, it's my pleasure, guys. It, it really is. I have a, a couple of guys that that keep my feet hot during the season. So, um, you know, shout out to those guys and, and thanks to you guys for recognizing. Yeah, I'll tell you what, there's actually so there is a uh, I'll give them a, a quick shout out here. I So I've been getting some messages from uh, goes by the name. I think it's Bud Flacco on Twitter. And he's, he's been the inside scoop on your cleats so far. Uh, so like, so you, do you have a, a personal cleat guy? Like a, you know, just a, 
you have a hookup there? Um, I have a couple of buddies that I guess they would consider themselves uh, sneakerheads, and so I guess that their uh, their explanation was rather than build up their closets full of boxes of uh, tennis shoes, that they were just gonna start hooking it up with some some fire cleats for me to rock throughout the summer. Yeah, I mean they they look great. Uh, you know, you you had the Yeezys going in Chicago, which nice little touch there. Um, sure. You had the the rainbow cleats a couple weeks ago that that were a, a real nice touch as well. Um, and I feel like style has been a, like a big part of your game for a while. Like going back to the Towson days, like I I think I, I've definitely written this in a blog at some point, or maybe I've said it on the podcast. Like your look at Towson was between the the tilt the hair uh and then just the towson uniforms in general are just so crispy so like <laughs> like your your look while you were at towson was like that's like that like that's a weapon um so i like styles it seems like I, I don't know if it's like something that you uh you know you take like a ton of focus on or if it's just like something that that you just you go out there and you look great but like is, is that something that you go into every game and you want to like you want to look the are you a, a look good feel good play good type of guy? Yeah, definitely. Um, I I wouldn't say that I I try to like overcompensate on the style. You know, like that's not my that's my main goal going into a game or really any part of my life. But um, you know, I, I definitely do consider myself a look good play good kind of player. And so, um, just making sure I take all the necessary steps, um, to get there. But uh, you know that. The hair thing is something I caught a lot of heat for in college just because uh, a lot of my teammates felt like I was just trying to be one of the lax bros. And so, um, you know, I just kind of embraced that and, you know, brushed it off, I guess. But, uh, but yeah, um, definitely a look good, play good kind of guy. You know, Ryan, I, I have to disagree with some of your teammates. I, I, I you know, I, I every year I do the all flow team for a different website. Sorry, Jordy. I have a I have a loyalty <laughs> elsewhere. Um, but many of your teammates have, have made this all flow team. Um, there's a lot that goes into, uh, a, a perfection, uh, in the pursuit of, of the hair. And I think that people disrespect it a lot, uh, by saying it looks like, you know, it's a, just a flow bucket or it looks like con bro chill. Um, you know, it's, it's, it, there's a, there's a, an individuality that's involved in there. Right. Um, you know, what, you know what went into that you know every day first of all at its peak length how 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 long did it take you to grow that grow that shit out because like that it was extremely long and it it, it was probably a, a labor of love if i had to imagine yeah yeah definitely so um last summer i decided to cut it it was at like 11 and a half uh 11 and a half inches um Ooh. yeah so like I was getting to the point where I was ready to cut it. You know, my son was, he kept grabbing onto it and it was just brutal <laughs> to have. Um, and so I was looking into getting a cut and then I realized that I was a, a few inches away from being able to donate it as far yeah. as length goes. And so, you know, I kept it for a couple extra months. Um, I guess this was all around the time I had graduated. Um, I was actually going to, we, we took a team trip to Ireland and I was going to get like a, a super European cut over there. Um, never, never followed through with it and then decided to grow it out and donate it. So at its peak, it was like a good, almost foot long in a ponytail. Looking pretty good. Jordy's on his way. 
He, Jordy's, Jordy's really trying to emulate that look, if you can see it. Yeah, mine's a little see, bit, yeah, yeah, my, yeah, yeah my, mine's a little bit more curly, so like I have a, I have a whole different thing to deal with. But but Jordy's is just straight out the back, all party, no business. <laughs> I've I've just been too lazy to get a, a haircut, so I would like to. I, you know, I'm going to go with, with your uh, reasoning there. I'm going to say that I'm growing it out to donate it. Realistically, it's I've, I've just been too lazy to get a haircut. But, uh, you know, maybe we'll go the, the selfless route. But so like you said, look good, feel good, play good. Even though you, you got the haircut, the, the play has still been phenomenal so far this season. So, I mean, the whip snakes. The boys are buzzing out of the gates in the first PLL season. Uh, five and one to start yeah, the year. Yeah. And so you have two overtime daggers to your name already. And I think you, I'm pretty sure that you, you have four game winners. Like, listen, I, I know that, you know, the player coach speak is going to be, well, you know, all these wins were, were a team effort. And, you know, I've just been, you know, lucky enough to, to have the ball in, in my stick at, at the end of the game. But like, is, is that a spot that you feel like you really thrive in? Like when the game's on the line being like right now, everyone's, everyone's saying it. Ryan Drenner, the most clutch player in PLL history. Like you can go back years and years and years, and there's no one in the history of the PLL who has more game-winning goals than you do. Um, so is that a, a spot that you know you feel like you really excel in, or is it the player coach speak? Well, you know, I've just been lucky to have the ball in my stick. Yeah, it really is. Um, you know, I I can't take credit for those shots. Those are those are um, due to great team play. Um, you know, I think the one thing I can credit myself on is just the the amount of shots I've taken over the past um, year, basically, you know, at least six months, tried to get out every day and, and shoot. And so I like to take that Mamba mentality uh, of like, you know, not not hyping up any one shot over another. So, you know, even if it's the fourth quarter in the game, um, you know, I kind of rely on my preparation and know that I've taken a shot like that at some point in the, in the recent history. And so, you know, I try not to put too much pressure on it. If it's, whether it's the, the first shot of the game or, or the last one, um, you know, I kind of take them all the same. It's a very, uh, uh, how, how would you say, um, it's a very well thought out answer. Um, you know, but we, Jordy, if you look back in Towson's history, this is not the first time that uh, Mr. Chef Boy RD has been uh, hitting those game winners. I don't think it, if you if you remember correctly, uh, 2016, he hit an overtime, uh, not an overtime winner, but a game winner against number two Denver. So this man has been doing it for a very long time. So great, you know, most, most clutch player in, the, in PLL history. How do you feel about your name being in the conversation with Kobe Bryant now, Ryan? Because I, <laughs> I, I think I think it's valid. Yeah, I mean, I appreciate it. I think it's definitely a stretch. Um, Kobe's got a lot on me, but um, you know, I'll take it if I can get it. You know, the other thing is, uh, I guess, on a more serious note. So there, there's a there there is a clutch gene. I'm a I'm a firm believer that there is a clutch gene. Some people are born with it. Some people aren't. You know, some guys just have they happen to have the ball in the stick in in their stick at the end of the game, and they're being entrusted with you know the entire. Um, you know, the fortune of the game. Has that always been you be even before, uh, even before Towson, before the PLLs that would just kind of, you, you grew up like that, whatever, you know, you know, whatever, you know, the, the, the coach was like, all right, you know, five seconds left, let's put it in Ryan's stick. Was it always been like that? Um, a, a little bit. I, I don't know if it's like, you know, every single opportunity, but 
Um, just a, as an athlete in general, growing up, I always wanted to be the one to make that last play, you know, whether it was basketball, I also played soccer growing up, but like, you know, if the game's on the line, I want to, I want to have an impact on that final play. And so, um, when it comes to lacrosse, you know, I'm not the only one out there. There's five other guys on that side of the field that are on my team that, um, you know, as long as they're doing the right things that it makes that final play a lot easier. Um, but you know, I think just as, like I said, as an athlete in general, um, most competitors want to have an impact on the game. And when it comes down to the final moments, you know, the, the, you know, the competitors want to make that last play. Yeah. So you mentioned, you know, again, a, a whole team effort that brings it to that moment where you have the chance to end the game. Um, so the chemistry with the whip snakes has obviously been clicking right out of the gate. Now I'm a little bit worried here though, because so this all-star break, it, it might've come at a pretty, at a pretty rough. I mean, the boys, you guys have been crushing it so far five and one again, we'll mention it again, top in the league, but now we heading into this all-star break and you're playing on team Baptiste because the, your boy, Matt Rambo, just leaving you on the draft board there. Trevor comes in, takes you away. How's, how's that going to impact the locker room? I mean, Maddie, he, he, obviously Matt Rambo, he's a competitor as well. Like we know that he wants to win and apparently he thinks that he can win without you. So <laughs> I, I feel like there's going to be a, a little, uh, I, I don't know, are things going to be a little awkward the next time in that whip snakes locker room? No, nah, I think we'll be all right. Um, you know, we're, that, that's we're really... wrong. No, no, that is the wrong <laughs> answer. We need to you... stir up some controversy here. We needed yeah, you to you say yes. Uh, <laughs> yeah, ahead. it was. I mean, Rambo was definitely sleeping a little bit. I don't know. Um, I, I think our game went in. Uh, our game didn't wrap up the night before until like midnight. So maybe he he didn't have enough sleep going into the draft uh, when he chose it on Sunday. Uh, but, you know, to be honest, I, I didn't want to look into it too much. Um, I was just thrilled to be on the ballot and then, you know, honored to be selected. And so if it takes me playing against him, um, you know, with my captain, Trevor, I think, uh, you know, we're going to do whatever it takes to win. And then, um, you know, when it's all said and done and we get back in the witch locker room, uh, you know, hopefully we'll have some fun things to laugh about in there and then get down to business um, once we get to Denver. Do you think it was a little Maryland versus Towson kind of, you, you think that that had anything to do with it? He's like, ah, this guy's, this guy's not a Terp. Uh, it very well could have, you know, I think he went with a lot of, a lot of guys that he's familiar with. And, um, you know, the, uh, there's not much of a Maryland Towson rivalry just because their athletic director never wants to play Towson in sports. Um, but you know, he just wanted to play against me, I guess is what I, what I got to say. I sense I sense some shade there. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. That's uh, that was just the uh, that was the rumor going around campus while while I was on campus for my four years there. Did you guys? Yeah, you never played against Maryland, did you? Um, we would always scrimmage them, but we never played them in a real game until uh, you know this past season in in college across they played in the in the uh, tournament. Is it has it been uh, has it been weird with all these like generational Maryland you know these generational Maryland guys? Is there like a uh, you feel like left out of like you know inside jokes and shit? Like they're laughing about something, and you like walk up and you're like ha 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 yeah yeah guys what's up? You know is it anything like that or are they you know pretty open and you know not like uh, 
clicky, I'd say, because we don't know about those Hopkins guys, Hopkins guys or those Duke guys. They may they might be very you know inclusive, you know, with their you know big smart guy degrees or whatever. For sure, yeah. I think honestly, the the Terp guys they they made the precedent. Uh, you know, we were the whip snakes, and and you know, even if a lot of them were Terps to begin with, you know, now we're all together and, and we're whip snakes. Um, but yeah, there. I mean, there are definitely some times where they're all laughing about some things, or the group chat's <laughs> popping off, and and I'm just kind of just throwing in my likes there, you know, tapping the <laughs> know that I, I like what's going on, but I, I don't definitely. Really know too much about it. No, that makes sense. That makes sense. You know, you're putting in. You know, that's that's a true team player. You know, like, hey, I'm not sure what's going on, but I support you guys in your, you know, in your laughter right now. For sure. Yeah, I would love to be in on an inside joke one of these days. It would be real nice. Uh, but so now heading into the All-Star game. So now, you know, you, you got a, a whole new crop of guys to play with this upcoming weekend in L.A. So everyone can check out the PLL All-Star game. That is Sunday, July 21st. Uh, so, you know, just looking at this attack line, like the attack alone. Like, All right. So midfield, you got couple of legends like Rabel, Crotty, Kyle Harrison. Uh, but, you know, you'll be playing with guys like Will Manny and Marcus Holman. Um, like we've seen what they've been able to do together this year with, with the Archers. Um, so, you know, are, are you, uh, you know, is, is there like any one or two guys in particular who you are like most excited to be able to play with this weekend? Um, I mean, again, it's it, the PL All-Star, like the All-Star game here, like each team is just loaded with, the most ridiculous talent that you can imagine. So obviously there, there's like, a, you know, however many players are on each team, like it's like, yeah, I'm excited to play with that many players. Um, but is there like one or two guys that have been like kind of on like your bucket list who like you would have liked to get suited out there with? Um, I think Trevor's a big one, you know, as an offensive guy, Trevor gets the offense a ton of possessions. And so um, especially in an all-star game, you want to have the ball and you want to make plays. So to, to be able to play with Trevor, that'll be, that'll be fun. Um, you know, looking at our roster, another guy that <clears throat> I had always played against and it was as, as an attackman, you know, you stand on the midline waiting and watching whatever the attackman on the other side are going to do to your defense. And, um, and a guy like Josh Byrne, I saw for two years, uh, in our Towson Hofstra rivalry games, uh, unfortunately always light us up at, in college. And then, you know, watching him ball out in the past couple years of professional lacrosse, um, just an exciting left-handed player that I think will be a lot of fun to play with. You know, Ryan, the other thing is I'm going to totally switch gears from Jordy asking, asking the question. I'm going to ask the important question here. You've been selected for the freestyle competition. Um, what, what can we, what can we, uh, what can we expect? I mean, I, I'm, I'm expecting something nutty, like maybe like a, you know, I know Mikey Powell did the, did the flip. Can you do a backflip? Yeah, so that was actually my first thought as soon as I was as soon as I found out I was going to be in the freestyle competition was the uh, the just classic Mikey Powell jumping through his stick, stick behind his back, front flip, couple fakes while the stick's still back there. Um, and you know, I think I could I think I could pull off a front flip with a lot of adrenaline going, but it's not something I'm willing to practice. Um, <laughs> you know, with nobody in the stands, you know, it's tough to tough to pull that one off. No one's there to save me. So you'll mm. be in LA though. That that like right before. So like you can just head out onto the beach and test it out there. Like you might eat a couple mouthfuls of sand, but yeah, I, no, I'm open to getting reps on the beach. Um, you know, 
karate kid style, you know, just getting out there maybe early morning um, or as the sunset setting and uh, just getting some alone time, some front flip reps on the beach. Um, but yeah, I've, I've tried to put a little bit of thought into what I'm going to do because you definitely don't want to go up there and just, you know, do a couple sidewall stalls and look like a fool. Um, so the, the thought process is still going. Um, one thing I did think about getting my son a, a plane ticket out there. Uh, he's pretty tall for his size, but it's still nothing. Um, you know, it's still nothing impressive to jump over him, but I, I think it would be cool to <laughs> set him up in front of the crease and, and jump over him maybe. But uh, I don't know. The uh, the six six hour flight might be a little tough for him. Fair. Yeah, it might be. Although he's he's old enough now, he could probably handle a six hour without without crying. I feel like if he was like a newborn, it's it's probably pretty ill advised because just be crying like the entire like five and a half hours. Um, but I don't know if it. I feel like you could bring him on, and if he's if he's causing any ruckus, you could just be like, "Hey guys, like, I I need him for this freestyle competition. It's the biggest freestyle competition that you've ever seen. Um, so why don't you just pipe down and and let it happen?" But speaking of uh, so speaking of the little man that you've got, I want to know. So so you uh so you you were you had him while you were still at Towson, right? So yeah, like, was there ever a point in your career that you find like you felt like hey like i have this dad strength now like my game has now gotten elevated to another level um because i know that dad strength it's like a scientifically proven thing um and i just want to know if that's like something that that like clicked in and like you all this that you're like wow like this is like i've i've hit another gear now that i'm a dad and like i can just i can stick the shot even harder than i could before Yeah, it definitely doesn't happen overnight. It's not like the night he's born, you just gifted with some extra strength. You know, the uh, like all good things, it, it comes with a lot of hard work, you know, a lot of 3 a.m., uh, you know, juggling him, getting him to fall back asleep. Um, but I think I, I, I did I did use it to my advantage my senior year. You know, I was I was the uh, the bearer of a lot of chirps that year, um, being a young father and, and still in school. So. Um, you know, whenever I got tripped about it, I, I just, uh, you know, thought about the dad strength and, and was able to, uh, to overcome those. Yeah. I never really understood like chirps about having a kid. It's like, oh, you're a father. It's like, yeah, like I have a kid. Like what? I, I don't Yeah, my, my comeback was always like, what? You, you just never planned to have children. Like it's actually pretty awesome. So, um, yeah. Yeah. yeah like my hormones are great and I'm fully fertile. Like what <laughs> you may made, like, what is the, what is wrong? Like we're all here to reproduce. I'm just, I was successful. If yeah. anything, if anything, it's like, Hey guys, uh, congratulate me on the sex. What have you guys done? Right. Right. <laughs> now. So, so how old is he now? So is he, is he like old enough where like he can like watch you play in these games and like, can like understand like, Oh, like my dad just scored that overtime winner or is he still like, like that does he is he able to like watch and like understand what's going on a little bit yeah it's like 50 50 he's at the age where he can pay attention and, and he recognizes that it's me um but he's also at the age where like he's not sitting still for more than a couple seconds and so um yeah he's actually he's been to the the game in baltimore and the game in dc and uh i've gotten video he clears out the entire row of people around him just because he's like running up and down the stairs all the time um but he does even on TV, he recognizes and, and he'll sit down and watch for a little bit. But, um, you know, he's a he's a toddler, so he's not sitting down for too long. 
not he's not breaking down film saying like hey man you know you should have known that the two slide was coming there probably right. should have kicked it out yeah <laughs> well before before you know it he'll be like that you know all all great athletes start you know with you know a, a ball or a stick in their hand at like what three or four years old yeah he's getting there he picks up a stick uh it's just always one-handed and and i, I don't want to coach him into a box you know so i'm gonna let him figure it out one-handed and then we'll go from there fair is he right or right-handed or left-handed uh he seems sure. to be he seems to be lefty um when he when he picks up his lacrosse stick he's always got the left on top the right down at the bottom um but he switches it up I, I try to i try to raise him to be ambidextrous you know i always show him brushing his teeth righty and lefty and picking up the spoon righty and lefty so he doesn't really have a preference i would say but but when he does pick up the stick it looks like it's a lefty so i'm excited about that you know statistically we're at most of us are actually born left-handed but everything is made for right-handed people so right. uh you know he probably is left-handed but like ambidextrous what I did was I'm just a moron and I picked up the stick at the wrong hand. So I play lefty, but I'm a natural righty. So I never had problems. So you could just, you know, something there like, you know, Hey, just, you know, flip it around for him every time. It's like, Oh, you know, he'll it, it, get there. I don't know. Yeah. I've actually heard, um, you know, a lot of the, the kids from my, my Towson team that played hockey said that they always play with their dominant hand at the bottom of the stick or the end, you know, for yeah. no power. Yep. So maybe that's something. Yeah, could be. I'm not a huge hockey guy. Jordy's the Jordy's the big hockey guy. We don't, it's. I live in the South, so you know the the hockey is very. You know, I miss the Thrashers, man. That's yeah. All. <laughs> yeah. Well, I I'll tell you what. So you have him brushing his teeth both hands. Uh no no he brushes his oh, teeth. No, he oh, I tried oh, to get him to brush him. Oh, I was gonna say I, I thought you I thought you said you had him brushing his. I was like that is that's father of the year right there. Like, yeah that, no that'd be well, like I mean that lot. that gave me that gave me some ideas though for the future like once there are some little Jordies running around like I feel like that's how you're gonna start just cultivating just elite athletes just having them brush their teeth opposite handed yeah for sure it's all about getting those extra reps in you know yeah absolutely I'm all about it. Uh, so, uh, you know, so what, what, uh, what are your thoughts on the rest of the season? Like, obviously it, the, you know, playing in Philly for the championship is going to be a, uh, a goal of yours. Um, you know, you, you made it to the final four your senior year at Towson. So, um, you know, you, you, you're pretty used to playing on a big stage, I guess, at this point in your career, but you know, get, getting the whole job done here at the end is, is that just all it is for the whip snakes right now? It's just crown or bust. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, I don't think uh, – I don't know. Coaches always talk about successful seasons. They don't always have to end in the championship. But I think at where we are uh, at the halfway point, um, you know, it would definitely be a disappointment to not cap it off with the championship. And, um, you know, you, you talked about my past in college, finishing my career in the Final Four. Um, but with a loss, it, it's tough. And I know, um, you know, the Maryland guys of, of my same class in 2017, they left on a championship win. Um, but, but those guys are hungry for a championship and there are a lot of other guys that, that have been in those games, but haven't been able to pull them out. And so we're all excited for the opportunity to, you know, hopefully be in Philadelphia playing for a championship in September and, um, and we're looking to get it done. Yeah. And then you guys have a, uh, I mean, it's a nice little lineup of cities you get to visit after, uh, so obviously you have LA this weekend for all-star game. Uh, then you get to go out to Denver san jose and take a trip up to hamilton in canada uh albany i feel like the scene in albany is going to be wild those fans are absolutely out of their mind uh columbus new york philly so 
you know, great uh, schedule of cities coming up. What what has been your favorite city so far to like, uh, you know, have, have you gotten a chance to like experience the, uh, the nightlife scene in any of these cities yet? And uh, you know, what, what city would you be most excited to check out at the second half of the season? Uh, yeah, so to start, I'm, I'm really excited to get out to the West Coast. This will be my first time out there um, this weekend in the All-Star game and then uh, San Jose in a couple weeks. And um, and I'm really looking forward to going up to Canada and Hamilton. Um, I haven't been to Canada before, and so that'll be another exciting trip for me. Uh, so far, as uh, you know, as far as like gameplay experience goes, Baltimore was definitely the most fun, um, even though we didn't have the, the – the highest number of attendance there, just the, the stadium and, and how many people were there watching um, the atmosphere in Homewood at night under the lights is just awesome. Uh, it's what you dream of playing when, when you're growing up. And so um, playing there was awesome. Uh, the nightlife, I, I don't get to experience it too much. I've had, uh, I've had to bounce back right after games to a couple of youth tournaments um, for my 3D Maryland guys. And then, um, you know, just the responsibilities of being a father. Normally, I just come come right home after the game and, and spend Sundays with him. Um, but, you know, we stayed like downtown Atlanta was awesome. Uh, I think when I got in on Friday, I went down. There was like 20 food trucks at a park and somebody playing the saxophone. So that was that was a cool experience down in Atlanta. Yeah, shout out. You know, that's where that's where I'm at. So, uh, you know, I, I appreciate that one, even though you didn't, you know, I'm going to feel like you said that one for me. So I, I, I appreciate that a lot. Yeah, absolutely. Um, big, uh, big Atlanta fan. <laughs> yeah, the huge Atlanta fan. I'm sure, you know, uh, it was it was a great experience. You know, moving, you know, I, I guess kind of playing off of uh, off of Jordy's Jordy's question. Um, basically, my, my question is, is the PLL everything you thought it would be? You know, when when somebody the first time, you know, I want you to think back to like the first time that somebody pitched this to you and said, "Hey, man, you want to come play in the PLL?" What was your what was your initial thought? And did everything kind of turn out how you expected it uh, to be? And you know, what has that been like? You know, seeing it unfold. Yes, yeah, so to be honest, uh, I was a little skeptical when I first found out, just because of how secretive all the information was. Right. Um, but when I when I learned who was planning to jump ship from one league to the PLL the next, um, you know, it was kind of an easy decision. I wanted to play against the best competition. Um, you know, that's, that's really the only reason I continued to play after college was to play against and challenge myself against the, the best players in the world. Um, and so, yeah, the experience so far has been awesome. Uh, it was a, it was a long wait from October 22nd is I think when they, when they first released the information and then, all the way to June 1st when we played our first game. It was a long wait, um, but but really with with Paul being the lead man on it, he knows exactly, you know, he was playing professional lacrosse for so long that he knows exactly how players want to be treated and, and how to make it an awesome experience for all of us. And so, you know, each game has been just ultra competitive, you know, right up there with my last game in college. But, you know, when you're playing in the Final Four, that's like the most competitive you can get in lacrosse. And, you know, the – through the first six games of the PLL, that that's kind of matched that intensity, which has been awesome. Yeah, I think uh, I think that's a great spot to end on. So, uh, <laughs> hey, I, Jake, that this is a that that's a that's a great question. Like, so anyone who's listening to the podcast right now, it's a great question. 
Also a great answer by Ryan. Um, but yeah, that's a good spot to end on. So uh, July 21st in LA, the skills competition, you can catch Ryan doing the freestyle competition. I believe that is at 5 p.m. And then the all-star game, 8 p.m. in LA, Sunday, July 21st. Watch yeah. it, record it. Uh, am, am I what wrong? No, 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 no. What what time zone is that? You can't just say 5 p.m. because if it's in L.A., is that 8 p.m. Eastern? I, f- I feel like it's got to be – I feel like those have to be Eastern times, right? I feel like it, but you never know because the you know, Warriors games, they you know they start at like 10 o'clock out here. I think we need some confirmation. Do, Ryan, you're the you're the guy playing. Do you do you know yet? When, when, when did you, when did you I'm looking it up right now. Um, I I think it, it is uh, like it's going to be pretty late. I think it's like a eight eight p.m. game here on the East Coast, and then the skills competition is right after, so it's like eleven. Um, but yeah, let me let me give you guys confirmation right now. Probably, I probably should have looked that one up. But I mean, I oh no, see, I'm I was I was right. That's 5 p.m. PST is the oh. All Star game, and then July 21st, 7:30 p.m. PST. So 10:30 is when we'll see the uh, the skills challenge, and the All Star game will be at eight o'clock Eastern time. So Eastern, eight o'clock okay. Eastern time. Uh, I had part of that 10, right. Yeah, uh, eleven no. 10:30 Eastern time for the skills challenge. So Ryan will be on 10:30 Eastern time. I'll tell you what, it's it's time that we abolish time zones anyway. It's agreed. It's too confusing. Yeah, agreed. Uh, you never know when you have to add hours or subtract hours. So let's just get rid of time zones. I think that we can all agree on that. And I think we can all agree that team Baptiste will be taking down uh, team Rambo in the all-star game, preferably in overtime with Ryan Drenner, chef Boyardee, Mr. Clutch coming in big with the OT dagger. So you can catch that at whatever time those guys just said on Sunday, <laughs> July 21st. Ryan, thanks for uh, hopping on and, and best luck moving forward. Yeah, thank you guys. It, it was it was a lot of fun. I appreciate it. And now for something completely different. All right. And with us right now, we've got from the Atli, we've got Kyle Hartzell on the line, uh, getting ready for All-Star Weekend in LA. Just West Coast, best coast, not a big deal. So how are you feeling this week? I feel good. Um, you know, we came off a bye week last week. Um, I was in San Diego until Thursday and then um, came back up. Obviously, we didn't have a game and just relaxed. And uh, yeah, so I'm back in the gym. Got the first day back in the gym today. So get ready for the weekend. Is is that where you're living at these days? Not the gym, but uh, San Diego? No, I'm in, um, I'm in Hermosa Beach, California, just south of L.A., about 40 minutes. Must be a nice little life. It is not bad, right? We're on the beach, so uh, a block off the beach, get to walk right out to the water. So it's not bad at all. Yeah. Did um now when you were when you were with the seals in the NLLC, did you did you head out there like full year round? Like, have you been out in LA, or did you just move out right around the start of the PLL season? Um, I moved out in what was that February, right when we got the PLL office out here. Um, so I moved out with uh, two other employees. We were actually the first three out here um, before the office opened. So I moved out in February, and then when the SEAL season came, um, I joined halfway through and just commuted down uh, to San Diego. Has uh, has moving out to LA just like done wonders for your Instagram? Because I, I hear that you know you get a few followers on Instagram, and everybody starts moving to LA to look to you know be an influencer. So is that has that really like improved your Instagram game? Um, no, I think our PLL social media teams improved my social media game. I mean, I don't, I had, when I moved out here, I think I had like 
30,000. I'm up to 40,000 now. So uh, our, our, our media team has uh, done a good job of that. So they make it easy. Dude. Well, obviously. <laughs> you know, speaking of the media team real quick. Um, th- I mean, this was on our list of things to talk, to talk about, but we might as well just get right into it. So there was a picture of you. It might've even been week one, maybe week two, uh, but you were throwing a rusty gate with all of your might and, and whoever was, whoever was on the camera that day they caught. So, I mean, I, I'm assuming that people that are listening to this podcast right now, they probably at least saw like the picture in passing, but your stick is just a full, like, it looks like almost like it's, it's going completely around like a hula hoop, um, you know, with how much whip you ended up on that stick. So, um, you know, I, I just have to like, do you feel any remorse for that? Because I, I have to imagine that, I have to imagine it didn't feel great to be on the receiving end of that. I think it might've been Perkovic on the receiving end. Yeah, it was uh, Sergio Perkovic. Yeah. I was trying to get the ball back. We were, uh, I think we were down by like two and we had a minute left. So we needed the ball back. Um, so it allowed me to throw a risky check like that. But um, a lot of guys don't expect that coming. It's really hard to guard. And if you watch like the film, I just miss his stick. He had no idea it was coming. Um, and I just came up like on an angle high that way, not straight across like that. And uh, just missed his stick. So yeah, probably hurt him a little bit. I mean, I wrapped him right across his arm. So, are are you still using the same stick now, or is that one in the uh, is that one in the graveyard? Um, I'm still I'm using the same one. I actually broke it over Cloutier in practice. He was cutting down the middle, and Cloutier is a heavy boy, and uh, he just like <laughs> ran straight through it and didn't stop moving at, at all when he ran through it. So, <laughs> you know, speaking of, of rusty gate checks. Um... You know, Ryan Boyle used to be down in Atlanta for throwing some, uh, throwing on some, some, tri- some trident or trilogy, sorry, some trilogy tournaments. I had a chance to hang out with him a little bit. And uh, he, can we talk about the Rusty Gate check that you just ruined his life with uh, about <laughs> 10 years ago? Um, because I, 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 he, he doesn't, he didn't seem very pleased about getting asked that question because apparently he gets asked about it a lot. So I, I just want to go back to that game for a minute. It was, uh, um, I believe it was a, a, a Bayhawks and a Cannons game. Yes. yes. Yes, it was. And and uh, did, did, to throw a rusty gate as a defenseman myself, it's almost like you have to be inside the head of the other guy because you know you you got if you throw it, you're just going to look like an idiot, right? You got to know how he cradles. You got to know his, his tendency, things like that. You know how well did you know Ryan at that point, and what made you just decide to just throw that in the open field? Um, yeah, I knew I knew of Ryan. He's obviously a legend in the game. Knew who he was. Um, yeah but didn't really study his like cradling patterns or anything like that. Um, but when we were running down the sideline, he had it so far behind him. I was like, I was like, his sticks closer to my back, my back end than it is my front end. So I was like, screw it and just threw it. <laughs> I think that was the first uh, time I've actually thrown that check in a pro game. Um, and he's probably never had his stick taken out of his hand. So that was probably, uh, you know, he gets asked, you say he gets asked about that a lot, but you know, shit happens. <laughs> It was it was wildly disrespectful, and I'm and I'm here for it, and I'm always going to be here for it. I love seeing it. Um, I know that you know that there's there's been a lot of talk on you know social media about you know look look I don't like you know the lack of fundamental defense that's being played in the PLL, and there's lots of takeaway checks and things like that. Personally, I think that it makes the game more exciting when you've got guys who are comfortable going for for over the head checks and things like that. Um, what do you feel about the naysayers? Uh, saying, you know, it's like the NBA and there, you know, there's nobody plays real defense or things like that, quote unquote. Yeah. I mean, I think if you look at it, right, MLO has a 60 second shot clock. We have a 52. Our talent right. level is actually obviously way better than theirs. And um, we actually have lower goals um, 
in our game, um, in all of our games, actually. I thought it was actually going to be higher, like way higher scoring, like 16-15, 17-18. But I think the first couple of weeks, it was like below double digits. And we also started seeing more games that are below double digits. So um, I think that goes a testament to the type of athletes we have. Um, you know, you got the Redwoods with the Notre Dame guys that have played together. Um, I think they're a really good defense just because they all played in college together. Um, and there's a, there's a bunch of teams like that, the Whip Snakes. Um, so you got that college chemistry, and then they've all been playing pro. So um, it kind of translates over, and I think you see much better defensive play um, out of that. So screw the haters on that one. Dude, anyone who's out there saying <laughs> that there's no defense being played in the – a bunch of fucking – I feel like every single week on the podcast, like we're talking about a, another guy just out there soaking shots. So, you know, like Lassini took a couple. McMahon Ooh. took a couple. Uh, pretty Tucker sure Durkin, – Tucker Durkin. Yeah, Tucker Durkin. Tucker, Tucker took one and like, dude, like guys are just diving in front. Like it. Yeah, Tucker had. Well, Tucker was mic'd up for his and it hit him really? directly in his lat. And he just went. Give me that. Growled, he, he growled and said, "Give me that." <laughs> yeah. The freak. Tucker. Tucker. Yeah. Somewhere. I, I'm. I can't really tell if Tucker, if he like skipped a step of evolution, so he's like still like, <laughs> like he still has that like just like he's like half like animal or like if he's just super evolved so i don't know if he's like under evolved or over evolved whatever it is it's like not what a typical human should be like the, see, the dna yeah. is just a little bit off you ever see his high school highlight tape well i i got to play against him in high school but oh, okay. luckily luckily i was never uh the number one attackman on my team so i never necessarily had to deal with him um but you know just being able to watch you know the him just bully around my teammates all the time. Yeah, he's a, a fucking freak. Tucker Durkin highlight tapes, uh, high school highlight tape is absolutely amazing. I literally pissed myself laughing the entire time watching it. It's unbelievable. Well, it pisses me off because he went to he went to a private school. So like you know, and I'm a public school guy. So my whole thing is I like to talk shit on on private school kids for being a bunch of pussies. And then you get yeah. then you get Tucker Durkin, who's one of the toughest guys in lacrosse. So it's like ah, well, dude, like you're really fucking up with my argument right now. So. <laughs> Uh, but you know, speaking, speaking of, you know, uh, you know, so private school guys, they're, they're pretty, they're flashy. They go D one, uh, you, you took a, uh, you know, you have an interesting route here in, you know, getting yourself to where you're at today. Um, you know, you started off at Essex, right? So yep. you, you did the Juco, then you won yourself a national championship at Salisbury, which, you know, granted, I mean, Salisbury could beat. A, a decent amount of D1 teams out there, but still D3, D3 by choice. Um, you know, and now you're here. I mean, what are you, 30, 30, 30, 33 years old, uh, a, a ton of MLL All-Star game appearances. Now you're a PLL All-Star. Like, you're playing in, in the best league in the world as a JUCO and D3 guy. Um, you know, just what what's it mean to you to, like, kind of – like, you're kind of like that guy for – you know, people who, who choose to go D3, you know, they, they might not want to go to like a program that just gets shit pumped at the D1 level. Like they want to go and compete at D3. Um, and then like you show like, hey, like, yeah, like I didn't go D1. I, I didn't get, you know, recruited to any of these top programs right out of high school. But look at me now, bitch. Like I'm. Yeah. Um, so maybe, you know, talk about that a little bit. I actually went to private school. So I'm, I guess I'm a pussy uh, in your eyes. But I went to. Uh, Arch oh. Tough scene. I went to Archbishop Curley High School. Actually, if you want to throw it's uh, actually a lower end private school. So, uh, you know, it's in a bad area, stuff like that. You know, we didn't, we didn't get there. <laughs> but uh, going off of that, I think, um, you know, obviously 
I think a lot of kids have a misperception nowadays. They're like, oh, I need to go D1. I need to play at Syracuse. I need to play at Hopkins at these top, you know, these top schools historically. Um, you're starting to see that landscape actually change now with like these high point teams and, you know, a bunch of these college teams that weren't recognized before are now recognized, uh, you know, beating Dukes, uh, beating, you know, all these ACC teams. Um, but I think, you know, kids just need to put in the work at the end of the day, right? It doesn't matter what division you play at. It's just, if you're not going to put in the work, um, it, you know, it ain't easy to go you know, to the gym every day, um, strength, conditioning, speed and agility, wall ball, uh, to pack all that into one day. Um, it, it's a lot of work and, you know, kids have a lot of distractions nowadays, Twitter, Instagram, you know, Fortnite, whatever the hell they're playing now. But um, I think, you know, for me going to division three, I wasn't talented enough to go division one, but pro lacrosse was something on my radar. And I just, you know, worked my ass off for it uh, to get there. And, you know, I hope I have inspired, you know, younger kids, other kids that are like, oh, shit, I can't play division one. But look at this guy. He went division three. You know, I can do this. So and there's been a bunch of those stories that have come out. We've had, you know, Eric Martin, I think, was arguably one of the best defensemen ever played professional lacrosse, you know, won a gold medal. I don't know if he's the only other D D3 guy that has done that. Um, I'm not sure. But, um, you know, he played uh, at Salisbury. He's one of the greats uh, at Salisbury who started that dynasty. Um and he's just a phenomenal defenseman. So he's another story, you know, from Virginia, blue collar kid and just uh, wanted to play at the next level. He's an animal. So I think, uh, you know, it's all about putting in the work at the end of the day. That's the biggest thing. What does your training schedule look like? You know, since you are, you know, jo Jordy and I are, um, I guess, a, a, gener a generation or so younger. Uh, so at, at 33, what keeps you fresh? um you know uh it, to be out there to play at your full potential are you i mean are we are we pumping ourselves full of hgh or is it more like uh you know just putting it but i'm just kidding just, what does it look like for you um it looks like you know i have doug gizzy he's my uh trainer out here in la he his brother's the head strength conditioning coach for the green bay packers um so his brother runs the strength program over there so they started a company out here and i did work with him um he's phenomenal um, I'm three days a week with him. I moved out here and like I said, in February, I've been three days a week with him. And then outside of that, I'm usually two days in the weight room. Um, and then that's pretty much what that looks like. And then, um, one of our evolution PT fit is our, one of our sponsors for the PLL. And I go in there and get mobility work, uh, twice a week. Cause that is something I've missed out on my entire career and being 33, I wish I had done it earlier in my career, but I'm glad I'm doing it now because doing that, uh, mobility work, um, you know, it loosens everything up and makes, you know, you're on, I have a stiff back usually sometimes flying on all the airplanes. So doing all that stuff has been huge for me. So usually three days a week with my trainer doing speed and agility, strength uh, and strength conditioning, uh, two days in the weight room on my own. And then, um, you know, doing some mobility work, yoga, uh, whatever it is to maintain uh, after that. I love that. I love the yoga shout out. I'm a certified yoga teacher. So Oh, let's go. Huge. That's huge. That's let's go. I, I keep seeing your, I keep, I can barely see your shirt, but it looks like you have a Redwood shirt on. That's yeah. Like, I have a Redwood shirt on. Unfortunate. I know it's unfortunate. So Jordy and I, like before the season started, we were both like, we had this like reveal of like what team that we chose. And we both chose the Redwoods because like, I, I don't know, we're stupid at the same time uh, or something, but like I, I chose it and I got to stick with it. Right. So like, I don't yeah. know, man. Maybe, maybe you start. Maybe, maybe you throw more some, some more rusty gates, and they trade your ass. So, like, yeah. you could be a redwood soon. So, you know, you never know in this league. So, play bad, get to the redwood. Got it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we we just we just wanted the the interview to get a little contentious here because that way, you know, I, I feel like if if we had some real shots fired on this on this episode, it'd be great for ratings. So, um, you know, if you really want to keep digging right. in there, that's better for that's better for us. That's good content. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so, so you're gearing up for all-star game weekend. Um, 
you know, so a couple things here. One, so right, I mean, right now, we, we still haven't seen uh, the uniforms released yet. I'm, I'm sure that maybe you got a, a quick glimpse of them. Um, but is there is there anything special planned for the, uh, you know, the, the attire coming off the bus for that game or anything special that we're going to see? I need to see someone rocking a visor out there for the All-Star game. So you got anything planned? I mean, if you send me what you want me to wear, I'll, send, I'll just wear that exact thing if you want to do that. All right. Well, jorts. We're real big on jorts right <laughs> we're, now. We're huge on jorts right now. <laughs> I got a nice – I got a really nice tight pair in my closet. So Perfect. Um, but yeah, the, no, the all-star game jerseys, I can't really say much about them. They're going to reveal them. Uh, I know what they are. They're, they're fucking awesome. So when they come out, they'll get a lot of buzz. So they're, uh, definitely, um, definitely different, but, um, I think everyone's going to like them. Yeah. Sure. I mean, the jerseys in general this year are a little different. So, um, you know, has, has how do you feel? I feel like, you know, guys like you very much in shit, you're doing yoga, you're working out a few times a week. Um, so like the tighter Adidas jerseys, definitely great for a guy like, you know, a guy like you, like most of the guys in the league, all in great shape. I, I feel like if I went out, like, I'd be a little bit concerned throwing one of those on right now. I, f- I feel like it, there's not really many places to hide in those jerseys. Um, no. but you know, it, I feel like I how how's the style been for I feel like it's a you know it's a look good, feel good, play good type of league. Um, you know, so for anyone who, you know, doesn't have anything to hide, I I feel like, you know, you probably feel a little bit faster out there, right? That probably keeps you feeling young out there as well. Yeah, I mean I, I kinda I like the you know, people are calling them like soccer jerseys, I guess. Uh I kinda like them just because I don't wear shoulder pads anyway, and having that big baggy jersey is just like flopping around, it gets soaking wet. It's you know, it's it's a little gets a little heavy. I, you don't really notice it, but definitely having the, the the jerseys fit a little bit better. It's obviously better, I think, for on screen. The numbers kind of stay in place a little bit better, um, so fans can watch that. Um, but yeah, I, I, I've liked them. I, I think they're great jerseys, and the, the I don't know what the material is, but um, the sweat pretty much like wicks off of it, and it's they're good jerseys. So uh, I've enjoyed them quite a bit. Yeah, oh, be it. yeah. What interrupting me at your mom's house? How I, do you think she would like that? Do you think she would like that? I don't think so. <laughs> go ahead though, since you no, 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 she raised me better than that. Your question, you're up. <laughs> okay, um, Kyle, I have to ask this what's your favorite flavor of monster energy drink? Oh, I'm a big ultra red guy, ultra red, ultra, ultra um, red. Yeah, that's a solid flavor. Solid, and they flavor. just had. And they have another one I just tried the other day with a green can. It might have been. Um, oh, it's like a, it's like a, oh, fuck. Citrus or. Mm-hmm. It's really good. But I'm usually an ultra red guy. See, I feel like I kind of, I kind of identify as a Kyle in that sense. I, Jake, I know that you're a big bang energy guy, but monsters, they get a, <laughs> they get a bad rep on the internet, but I mean, they're doing something right. Yeah. If you guys want to sign somebody, I'm, I'm here for it. So I drink monster all the time. There we go. <laughs> Yeah, let's uh let let's let, let's get it let's get a little bit more money in your pocket there. We're we're bro- <laughs> we're brokering some uh sponsorships here and you know we'll just take five percent off the top. <laughs> Two pairs of AirPods, so if these go dead, I can just put the other ones in. Oh, there you go. <laughs> hey, uh I got a question. So uh, you know, I, I know that you're you know you're a pretty offensive minded guy when when it comes to uh you know you can get up and down the field you can let them fly so you know in this all-star game coming up on sunday do you plan on you know maybe uh you know spending a little bit more time on that side of the midfield line than typical like you know get over on the field you know bring the ball up in transition and then you know maybe you'll have the coaches screaming at you to you know get 
you know, get to the midfield line and, and get off for a sub, but you're just like, ah, you know, I'm going to kind of post up at attack here. Any, any plans on that? Uh, um, and, and what's the stat line going to be? I'm definitely going to get involved in the offense. I'm playing with uh, up top with Scott Ratliff. So uh, me and him are going to be just uh, flying around the field. And then, uh, yeah, I'm definitely going to let him fly uh, this weekend. Um, you got, you know, usually the all-star game is kind of nonchalant in the beginning and it tightens up at the end. So looking to push there early uh, just because guys might be jogging off, just, uh, you know, beat him back there. And um, yeah, definitely I'll be, I'll be ripping a couple twos. I'm going to go uh, two two pointers and a single, a goal and an assist. That's Six fair. Points. That's fair. We're going to hold you to that. I'm, I'm actually, I'm getting a little bit concerned now just because I feel like, I feel like it's going to be real difficult for guys to start getting shots off because I feel like Trevor and Greg are just going to let it fly whenever they can. Luckily they'll probably both miss the cage quite a bit. So, you know, you'll get the balls back on the restarts, but I feel like those guys are going to take the majority of the shots early on. Yeah. Yeah. Fogos uh, are weird that way. Yeah, for sure. And we're doing some, we're doing some um, surprising stuff face off X this weekend. That's going to be pretty cool for fans. So hot tip. Hot tip for everyone listening. Some crazy shits going down. Uh, so, so we wanted to, uh, one of the other things that we wanted to ask you about is we, we, I guess it was last week, two weeks ago, you kind of, um, you kind of lit uh, lacrosse Twitter on, on fire a little bit, uh, you know, a, as much as lacrosse Twitter gets lit on fire um, with, with the quote about the MLL owner mentioning that, uh, a lot of guys in the PLL wouldn't dress in the MLL right now. Oh, here, um, here. Some, sometimes, some, sometimes, yeah. some, sometimes, just sometimes. Like on a, like on a Fourth of July weekend, or you know, when I'm yeah, when, you know, when the guys are out of town at their real jobs, right? You know, that's that's when they would dress. Jordy, you can go ahead and read it if you want. Yeah. So the talent is split right down the middle. Quite frankly, I think the PLL has a lot of older guys, which. Hmm wonder who's a lot of older guys that have been around a while and probably would not dress sometimes in the MLL. Hmm. So, um, you know, I, I, I feel like the, the picture that you attached to that, to that tweet that, that you put out kind of, uh, you know, I, I guess a picture is worth a thousand words. And <laughs> unfortunately Twitter, uh, or maybe fortunately you can only have 280 characters. It'd probably be a fucking shit platform. If you could start like writing whole novels to it. Oh my God. Um, but now that, now that you're on podcast form and, and you're not just, uh, you know, locked into 280 characters, do you, do you need to expand on that at all? Or did the picture say, say your thoughts exactly? I mean, I think anyone that read that, you know, I, I see that as a slap in the face to us. One, like, the guys that are the older guys in this league, I, I'll consider myself one of those guys. Um, like, played in the MLL for so long, and, you know, it's kind of disrespectful for them to say that. And they know at the end of the day that we got the most talent in the league. Like, you got Wild Thompson, Rob Pinnell, uh, Zach Courier, um, Jesse Bernhardt, and a few others um, that are going to come over, obviously, from that league, and they know that's coming. Um, but for them to say that, um, you know, it's just like a slap in the face to me and the other guy. That's why I stood up and said that. And it was on, I think, press box. I don't even know what that is, but a lot of people didn't see that. And then I think me getting that out to the world, people were like, oh, okay, well, you know, fuck that. That's not, that's bullshit. Um, so I think it was just a, you know, shot below the belt a little bit to us. But at the end of the day, you know, fuck them. And you know, it's just like, yeah, I, I, I just saw it as an opportunity to put them out there. And, you know, they, they, the shit that they say sometimes they get away with. And, like, yeah, that frankly pissed me off them saying that. So 
Yeah, it's always a little weird because, like, I feel like there's so many people in the like, the lacrosse Twitter, like lacrosse world community, who are always like, you know, oh, like there doesn't need to be competition between the two teams. Like, it, it doesn't need to be like a this versus that type of thing. And I feel like, like when people say that, I feel like they're all like it's always like trying to defend the MLL. It's like uh, you don't need to like pit the PLL against the MLL because like I feel like they're just trying to like protect them a little bit. And then you get an owner in the league coming out and saying shit like that, and it's like, all right, well, like like do you want us to take the gloves off or not because like that i don't know yeah and then what i i think this generation too right it's uh i don't like to call it like participation trophy generation but like people are like trying to play both sides of the fence well look at the end of the day they're two businesses and we're not there to help them at all in any way shape or form um you know we're putting out way more content than them like way better content as everyone has seen i think a stat came out last week it was like we posted I think they have 12 videos they, for the entire season. We had 22 in the last week. Um, so just to show, go to show you how we're putting our league out there and showcasing the talent of our guys. And um, I mean, our media team's insane. They, you know, they shoot a video and there's a guy sprinting with a, you know, an SD card into the damn media room and it's up in 10 seconds. And it's pretty crazy to, watching those guys work. They should actually have a team of cameras follow those guys around. They're like, I don't know how the hell they do it, to tell you the truth. But, um, you know, at the end of the day, like a lot of kids are engaged on social media and that's a big piece of it. So and they do a shit job at it. They've been doing a shit job at it for their entire career. So, no. you know, we, we, we definitely felt that, um, you know, I, it, cause I, I live in Atlanta, you know, I, I watched the blaze for many years. Um, I watched the swarm. They're great. Um, but when the PLL came, there was something different about just kind of the environment that, you know, was going on. We really, you know, Atlanta's, and I'm sure you, you, you know, you, you hang out with Scott, like Atlanta's certainly grown in, in the lacrosse, you know, sphere. And it was really cool to have the PLL here. Um, you know, and that, and Jordy and I, I actually toured, you know, we mentioned that on the podcast a couple of weeks ago about how the PLL had absolutely just been crushing it on social media and they always have videos up. They always have stats after every game. And I think that's important to keep people engaged. Um, you know, my question, I guess, would be, you know, going forward, you know, I, I'm, and I'm sure you are, but, you know, is the PLL going to keep innovating? Are they going to keep keeping it fresh, keeping it, you know, what are the ways you see they're going to keep it fresh and, uh, you know, kind of, you know, keep it, uh, keep everybody engaged all the time? Because, you know, the season's only what, 10, 12, 14 weeks? You yeah. Know, there's got to be stuff in the off season, right? Oh, yeah. We're going to, we're going to be doing a lot of stuff in the off season. Um, but yeah, we'll be engaged. You, you, the amount of engagement you see now, it's going to be the same exact thing um, in the off season, um, probably even at a higher rate. Um, but yeah, I think, you know, keeping things fresh is very important for us doing things that are different, right? We're, you know, look at our company. It's like, you know, we're doing shit that no one has ever done in the sport. And I think with this weekend, like I said, we're doing some cool things that have never done. We have never done before in our sport and people have never seen in our sport that they'll see this Sunday. I think, I think they're going to announce it pretty soon. Let's say Wednesday, might be announcing it within the next couple of days, but when that information comes out here, I'm like, holy shit, like, this is interesting. Um, but yeah, definitely this weekend we're showcasing some stuff and then the skills competition, you guys will see, that's going to be freaking awesome as well. We got, you know, you know, not, it's not your typical all-star skills competition. We got, you know, the fastest guy in the league. We got a goalie competition. Um, some other guy like tweeted out, it's actually a good idea to have high school kids sign waivers and they can go against like myself, Garrett Apple and Jared <laughs> and they got to like, get to the goal and we got to take the ball away. We get two points for like detour and on one point for taking the ball away. Uh, that'd be pretty cool though. You get your hard out high school guys or be like a kid. Oh yeah. Not sport yeah. time, all American, you know, dynamic and in the parking lot. Get ready. <laughs> and then, you know, you'll have that issue and then that'll probably get out of hand because you'll 
you have Jared Newman taking his damn arms off, but mm, fair. Yeah. Right. He signed a waiver though, so it'd be fine. Or yeah. just or just mom and dad will have to shell out another couple hundred bucks for a new stick after someone snaps one in half. Um <laughs> yeah, that was actually gonna be my last question though, because I know you're a busy guy, got plenty of places to go. So before we get you out of it, I was gonna ask if you are uh, if you're gonna finagle your way into any of the skills competitions. Um, you know, I, I don't I don't see you on the list for any of them right now, but I you know, I I feel like you you know, you could probably just kind of give someone the, the same look that you tweeted out in that one picture and they'll be like, all right, yeah, you can have my spot. <laughs> I have uh so I was gonna do the fastest shot competition then I saw who was doing it and I was like, uh, I'm just gonna stay on top because I retired when I was uh I, I was two years running uh fast shot champion. So I'm done. I'm getting out of that retired from that. So Yeah, there you go. Not a big deal. Yeah. Oh, I, would, I would have did the accuracy competition, but um yeah, they didn't want me in there. Yeah, I feel like Ryan Brown. Ryan Brown will just like pick up a couple balls, crush all the corners, and that'll be that'll be the whole show. So that'll be a wrap. <laughs> yeah, no, no one else should even show up. Yeah, so that'll be good. Uh, all right, man. Well, hey, uh, you know, we appreciate you coming on. Looking uh, again, what did you? I think you went with two two bombs at least. Uh, one single, single. One single and an assist. Assist. all right so we'll hold Six. you to it and um yeah this and and if you don't it's gonna break jake's heart so that's you, there's a lot okay. on the line here you'll hear about cool. it on twitter i promise all right i'll Let's wear a visor. i'll wear a visor on sunday as well to the game all right beautiful well hey everyone can check out kyle hartzell and uh the rest of the pll all-stars sunday at uh i don't know i, I guess it's uh, I, you're I, fuck this you're gonna fuck back, this at, Cal- back at back at california stadium Back at California Stadium at at some point on Pacific Standard Time. Um, we got to abolish time zones. All right. You can catch it on NBC Sports. Go Bulls, baby. Horns up. Hey, now, you're an all-star. Get your game on. Go play. Hey, now, you're a rock star. Get the show on. Get paid. And they say it gets colder You're bundled up now, wait till you get older But the media men beg to differ Judging by the hole in the satellite picture The ice we skate is getting pretty thin The water's getting warm so you might as well swim My world's on fire, how about yours? That's the way I like it and I'll never get bored Hey now, you're an all-star Get your game on, go play Hey now, you're a rock star Get the show on, get paid Shoot.